0: Welcome to Style Zephyr, a life and style podcast brought to you by the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith Cigar. Same family, new amazing chapter. Live true at alecbradley.com. And now your host, Kevin Quinn.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this brand new episode of Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, summer is starting to rear its ugly head around the corner, or not so ugly, depending on uh, the circles that you run in. And Spring is on its way out, and uh, with everything going on in the world right now, I hope you are all staying happy and healthy. Uh, and Especially with springtime on its way out, if you happen to do any springtime cleaning, remember you have to replace and replenish so why not treat yourself to some really cool new shoes or a new uh, outfit maybe even a custom K Quinn suit or jacket sorry cheap plug had to get it in there but I uh, hope you're all uh, doing phenomenal and uh, like I said uh, a lot of companies having some great sales going on so try to support local where you can otherwise uh, if you can call stores and order them you're at least getting some nice productivity to the stores and helping out the local brick and mortars while you can um, especially if you're going to be looking for a new summer outfit, why not? In this episode of Style Zephyr, I'm very excited to be uh, welcoming a very special young lady, a friend of mine, Miss Henna Kamani. Uh, Henna is going to be bringing some really cool uh, topics to the table, including uh, the industry and occupation of concierge with ho- uh, hotel and hospitality services, uh, her training and education and the uh, meeting the kind of people that you do, and... Um, the perks of the career and giving input and advice for uh, for those that might have interest in a new uh, new career field, a new career path, if you will. At the same time, Henna uh, is also uh, she is a practicing Hindu as well as from India, and the idea of fashion having a very special influence on uh, religion and practicing and. Uh, having a sense of occasion for different ceremonies that you might have with your family in different times of the year so she's going to be giving a really cool uh, informative conversation on that as well I learned a few things and I hope that you will too Uh, this is again uh, style zephyr I'm also going to be posting up a video with this guy on the Nickelodeon page at stylezephyr.com. so I hope that you can enjoy take a breather pour yourself a coffee light up an Alec Bradley and maybe even have a glass of scotch Have a nice breather aboard the uh, cocktail cart on Style Zephyr, so stay with me. All families have new generations, and stories have new chapters, and Alec Bradley invites you to join theirs. Blind Faith is the first release under the Alec and Bradley subsection of Alec Bradley Cigar Company. Blind Faith features three different filler tobaccos from Esteli A silky smooth wrapper from our proprietary farm in Trojas Double binder combination from Honduras and Nicaragua With a rich and full flavor Allow Alec and Bradley Rubin to bring a new experience Beginner or connoisseur with Blind Faith Find it at alecandbradley.com Proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you Admit it, you've fallen into the Pinterest wormhole so many times, it's not even funny. Okay,
0: it's a little funny. Those fail photos couldn't have been further from the original. But your next project doesn't have to be a fail. At DIY Vinci, we curate kits for you with step-by-step instructions and video tutorials. Or if you're just looking for art supplies or even home decor, we've got that too. Discover what you could DIY at www.diyvinci.com. Your masterpiece starts here.
1: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this brand new episode of Style of Zephyr and Style of Zephyr HD. Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. It's a cold, blustery, wet day here in Chicago, but uh, hope everyone is happy, healthy, and uh, just having a good weekend. Um, I have a dear friend of mine on the show with me today. She's. uh well, she's got her own unique stories. We're talking career as well as uh, culture as far as for style goes, uh, whether it's uh, clothing, costumes, uh, working with people hospitality-wise, the whole nine yards. Dear friend, the wonderful Miss Hannah Kamani. Hannah, thank you so much for your time with me today.
0: Of course, it's
1: my pleasure. This is so exciting. Yay! Uh, it's been a little while. This is under quarantine conditions, so this, the fact that we, it was like, oh my god, like another human being, you know, it was so, so rapturous. It was an amazing, uh, amazing thing, but Hannah uh, is an amazing friend, and she's just one of those people in my life who just always has a damn smile on her face, which is oh. always wonderful. <laughs> That's right. Well, don't, don't celebrate it too much, you know, it's, it's there, is, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. But uh, getting into things, um, one of the big, a couple of the topics, like I said, that I wanted to uh, get into uh, with uh, just as far as culture-wise and clothing, but also for career and uh, just the concierge aspect. Because I see a lot of socializing and the people and the networking that you get to work with, which is really cool. Um, If you could tell us about uh, yourself, where you come from, and uh, where your uh, background and career started.
0: Yeah, so I am actually like a front office manager concierge at one of the hotels in downtown Chicago. Um, It's a small, not small by size, but like a small company boutique hotel um, called the St. Jane. It's in the carbon and carbide building, which has a lot of history to it. It's the building that looks like the champagne bottle. Mm. And there's actually real 24 karat gold on top. So that's always really fun to be like.
1: It's a beautiful building. Super Art Decoy, right?
0: Super Art Deco. It was actually yeah. built in 1929, so the heart of, like the, like, the heat of the, like, Deco era and, like, Prohibition. That's why it looks like a champagne bottle as well. <laughs> nice. Very cheeky. Um, but, yeah, I've been, like, my degrees are in hospitality, and so hospitality is kind of my life. So I've been in several hotels around the city, and, yeah, it's just... My passion. Yeah,
1: absolutely. What um, you've already said about, you know, education-wise, you go through training. What was it that initially, everybody has something that sparks a fire that mainly makes you want to go that extra distance. What was it for you that, like you said, hospitality, the service industry, what have you, what started it for you?
0: Um, So funny enough, I actually started off as a pre-med. So, you know, Indians, doctors, go hand Mm -hmm. in hand.
1: I wouldn't know.
0: <laughs> um but through like freshman year I realized I didn't actually like science classes and I was miserable. And so my cousin at the time was actually opening a hotel in Omaha. And so he kind of like edged me in the direction being like you're a people person, you should look into getting into hospitality. And hospitality is still like a newish like an up and coming degree. Um, still like gaining it's gaining popularity now so then I ended up like switching my life altogether and went to hospitality and it clicked like it was amazing
1: was it service was it people what what was it about the industry that actually like attracted you to it
0: um it's a combination of all those things it's um more so like I love being in hospitality because the uh, like The idea of giving an experience to someone. So like making like their trip memorable or just being like, oh my gosh, I never think, like thought that something could happen like this, but like this person made it happen. So that's kind of what it is. Plus I love like people and every day in a hotel is a brand new adventure and you meet all different types of people, both the good, the bad, and the very, very weird. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's totally valid point. It's just like for us in retail, like the the retail environment is changing so much, so drastically, and so quickly that for all these companies, like especially for my company, um, our if you've seen our store, um, the architecture, the design, and for what they have tried to build and implement to get customers to not only like even if you don't buy anything you know, you can step into it and say like, look, I can hashtag myself like I'm, you know, I'm here and I'm there. And, um, even like you said, like talking to people, because yeah, you're a total, you're a total, you know, people person. And, um, you've always been wonderful to engage with, but just having that rapport with people and probably I would say like just how many people that's probably going to be like one of the biggest adventures of it, right? Like international domestic, everybody.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, even our hotel, ourself, we have forty different languages spoken. So, like within, like all the employees, so it's like, how do you mesh with people who have such diverse thoughts, cultures, backgrounds, everything? So
1: I love it when, like, I'll break into French, and like my team will know, like, if they hear this, like, I'll start speaking it, and or or if you, it's kind of like two ply, like when you can kind of tell, like, someone's talking about you. And you save it until the very end that you're like, thank you very much for your time and your patience and your what have you. And then they all go, you know, or like just to be polite. I remember working on my previous company and um, picked up some Japanese, picked up Mandarin, um, a little bit of Spanish, mostly the French. And it was like just to be polite and respectful. Um, If someone wanted to consider getting into it, what would be, like, your recommendations as far as training? Like, should they travel? Is it, ha- have you done much traveling? Or what, what kind of experiences kind of molded it for you that you would kind of suggest to someone else?
0: Um, it really depends on the person traveling helps, um, not just within this one industry, but in every industry. Like, the world is so big. Um, but it's, hospitality is different because you can't teach people how to be nice. You inherently have to know. It's just to like be a nice person and be able to be patient. And people yell at you all day for stupid stuff. Um, so you have to like be kind of a thick-skinned person. Um, but like a lot of hospitality is experience space. So most like front desk jobs or like restaurants, they have just like entry-level positions in which you could kind of get your feet in. Um, I highly recommend everybody, at least being in a service, customer service based position once in their life. That way you know how to treat people back in the world, I guess. Um, well, like I said, it teaches you. point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a great point. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, for, you know, cause, cause that's, that is true. It's especially in sales, but, um, there are different avenues you can go. Is that true? Like, you know, if it's front of the house, if it's kitchen or like, are you familiar with that kind of pathwise? or?
0: Yeah, definitely. So front of the house is definitely the easiest um, to be like entry level, um, especially in hotels, like the Bellman or the front desk positions are like come as you are and then you'll be trained um, if you are like a fit. Um, kitchen back of the house, like kitchen is a little bit harder because that's going to be um, you can still get in, but more so these days they require some sort of like background training, um, some education to go with that. But like restaurants like weight staff, hosts and um, I have also dabbled in like the food and beverage part, you know, worked at Starbucks a little bit. so that's always fun. Um, but it's also really good like to get your foot feet wet as well as learn to make really good drinks as well.
1: You and you meet so many interesting and weird people in that position too. Am I right?
0: <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: have birthday. I'm gonna have a quarantine birthday this year. I'm not gonna have anybody to just hook me up with. Be like, I know you don't drink frappuccinos anymore, but here you go. You're yeah. Like, like, thanks, doll. That's great. Does anybody want this? No, I totally wouldn't. Um, for, for, like, the socialing and network events like that, like, what have been some of your favorites or, like, what are some of the best events to kind of meet people or if it's other organizations or other companies, what have been some of your favorites?
0: Uh, well, the city's been really good in supportive of, of, about, like, the industry. So, like, our concierge, like, we can rely on, like, other people and it is because of, like, these networking events, which are usually sponsored by, like, um like random restaurants to be like here like we want you to help us help you um but this one of my favorite like networking things isn't really networking um but it's more of a concierge aspect which are like broadway shows oh yeah uh, so i we get to see like a lot of like shows and plays so we can recommend them to our guests and it's made me into like a huge theater nerd
1: which i Th- love that is one thing that i will vouch for you because it's like think if if maybe once or twice I thought if you had invited me but I'm just I dig theater more than I dig musicals but Mm -hmm. it's always like I'll see you with like the program and I'm like wow she's at another one like damn and then (laughs) even being in my store I was probably I'm gonna guess you saw Hamilton
0: I did um that one was a treat to myself because I went on like a Wednesday matinee um a random January and went 10 minutes before a curtain and bought my tickets. So I was like in a seat that I don't think was meant to be a seat. <laughs> because I'm sure if I reached over to the like the, like the can lights, so, like we're right there. So I could like make shadow puppets onto the stage if I really wanted to. So, but yeah, I yeah, saw him.
1: Like, <laughs> like you know, or I used to be able to make the dog. Well, that'd be cool. That would be like, uh, my mother and I, every year for Christmas, we go to the Christmas carol at the Goodman theater and, same thing it's like when you have uh you know you're at the very front like if it, if there was like an orchestra in the very front you'd be right there you'd be like hey trumpet trumpet guy hey hey that's cool <laughs> um but yeah i like i said i've always seen you with those programs I'm like wow like this is another work gig like that's pretty cool and then did you guys have a museum event at one point was it one of the museums or was that a social thing
0: mm, we do get like um, previews for, like, um, exhibits. Okay, cool, for cool, some cool. of them, a lot of them are, like, the art ones. So we got to go to, like, the Andy Warhol one a couple times okay, in the cool. Art Institute. Um, and then, like, th- my favorite was the Disney Pixar one in the Science and Industry Museum. <laughs> <that was Disney. laughs> um, but otherwise, like, it's usually, like, more networking events in, like, the um, Broadcast Museum, which is a cool museum. Oh, I nice. haven't checked it out yet, but it's kind of... a really like interesting museum at the same time.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, that's awesome because as far as, because subject matter expertise complements the experience. So for you guys to kind of, you know, you folks to kind of get that it's your first-hand knowledge. Cause I was making that remark about Hamilton because I was thinking like, I have got to be, I could be wrong, but I had to be the only person that I knew who hadn't seen Hamilton yet. So when you have all these folks, if they're coming for um, not right now, because this year is all, muddled up with the coronavirus but you'd have all these international and domestic travelers they're going to hotels if it's a resort the intercontinental you know radisson wherever it is saint jane and to make those recommendations that's awesome it's not just like oh have you seen any movies like if the city is a destination like theater is a reason for a destination
0: exactly i mean chicago has i want to say more if not the same amount of theaters than I think actually more than New York because there's so many like there's sure. so many small theaters and like of course the big the big players but sure.
1: like well yeah I even think. if it was um even if it's Chicago Shakespeare you know company if it's you know we're just talking about the Goodman Theater if it's the Cad- you know Cadillac if it's um, even if you're going to see uh, Blue Man Group and then I want to say I saw one time a radio. I'm trying to remember what the theater company was, but it was, like, the acting out, but radio of Miracle on 34th Street.
0: Nice. I saw something like that for It's a Wonderful Life, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just when there's so many different venues, plus it's like if there are independent theater groups, and it's like, you know, you can donate, and you know that you're helping out local actors and local talents. Um, We're going to take a break in a minute or two, So and then we're going to kind of head on some more cultural-related things involving the style but to kind of cap off for the career-wise, and I know that uh, we we hit on advice and career, uh, you know, what have you input before a little bit, but to kind of circle back to that, is it you know education? Are there schools, training centers, certifications? What would you suggest for someone considering it as a career to go for first?
0: Yeah, of course. Like I said, hospitality, like as a degree, is like a huge thing. And I know, like I went to Roosevelt University in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, for both bachelor's and master's, so you have, like, both those options if you wanted to go back, um, and I know a lot of, like, schools in the city have that as well. Um, There are also, like, I think more, like, culinary-based hospitality, like, Kendall is one of them, and, like, Art Institute has their own, but it really depends on, like, what you want to look forward to do, Um, because, like I said, hospitality is more experience-based. So if you just wanted to get your feet wet, like, you don't need that background.
1: Sure. You have options as far as resources go. Cool. Exactly. Well, uh, Henna, thank you so much. Lovely. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking uh, culture as well as the concierge career as far as for Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD goes. Going to take a quick break right on after this. Stay tuned.
0: Hi, I'm Chiara and I'm the founder of Chiara. C for Charlie, I I A R A. We are an exciting new label for women, inspired by dance and making a difference to women around the world. More than just a fashion label, we're also a blog, a voice and a community of empowered women. Designed by me in Australia, each garment purchase makes an impact. We currently work with Blue Dragon Children's Foundation in Hanoi to rescue and support sex trafficking victims. To find out more and share our journey, go to our website, www.kiara.com.au or social media, Kiara Dance on Facebook and at Kiara.dance on Instagram, proudly paired with Style Zephyr. Welcome to Casa de Montecristo, leading tobacco retailer in Chicago, Casa features a beautiful 3,700 square foot lounge with a VIP room, a conference room and theater for hosting your events as well. Their inventory features products from companies like Regius, Alec Bradley, Davidoff, Camacho, Romeo y Julieta, Ashton, My Father, and dozens more. Their aging room includes cigars as sold as pre-embargo. Pay them a visit at www.casademontecristo-chicago.com or cdmcigars.com, the home of the only online retailer. Proudly paired with style Zephyr.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much once again for tuning in to Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD. Here once again, thank you so much, dear friend and wonderful lady, uh, for the most part, Miss Hena Kimani. Henna. thank you again for your time.
0: Of course. Uh,
1: so we got into the talk of career-wise and so on. Um, lots of great feedback, especially if folks decided to pursue that um, in terms of religion and culture. Um, You're kind of uh, of the uh, Indian ethnic background. (laughs) And if there's anything that uh, is really noticeable as far as for, you know, religion and for culture and for faith-based practices, so many things, if it comes down to, um, you know, ceremony, uh, occasion, sense of occasion, um, colors play an enormous part of it. Um, The way that different garments and clothing are worn, they all play a different part of it. So in terms of for culture, uh, religious background, and then for any kind of like occasion, if it's like, you know, of an age or even holiday type of, a, of occasion, what are things that as far as your culture and religion and uh, ethnic background, where style comes into play for observation?
0: Um, yeah, um, well, like you said, I am of Indian origin, as in India from India, uh, not to be confused with any other kind of Indian, but <laughs> yeah. there is. So many different kind of cultures in India, like they, every state that they, in India has like its own different culture, language, like clothing. Um, So a lot of it kind of depends on where you're from and how that plays into how you dress. Um, But for the most part, like for like Hinduism, um, which I also am a Hindu, um, there are some things that like stand out. Um, Like, the color saffron is very, like, religious and sacred, and that's kind of what, like, our priests wear, Um, and then, like, brides wear red um, for their dresses instead of, like, the traditional white that we have here um, in the U.S. or in, like, um, Mm Christian-based cultures, Um, and then, like, in funerals, actually, we wear white, so, like, it's supposed to be, like, very, like, subdued white. Um, opposed to like the black mourning that we have Um, but yeah like there's so many different like fashion styles in India and every outfit can be used for a different thing Um, I think the mostly widely known Indian thing is like the sari um, which is a six-foot piece of garment um, and then it's actually wrapped around like you it's, an, like, it's an art to wear it, kind of, I guess.
1: Gotcha,
0: okay. Um, so that one, and, like, when you wear it, you're kind of, like, regarded as, like, you've grown into womanhood. So I haven't really worn one that much. Also, they're very uncomfortable. Nope. And you have to have a certain side of, like, kind of, like, body type to wear one because they kind of, you kind of wear, like, a crop top. So you can't be a chunky monkey like I own to wear. <laughs>
1: sorry. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> no comment. Timothy Frepuccino. Okay. <laughs> um
0: Yeah. Um it's kind of interesting to see how a lot of like Indian fashion is being adapted into like Western culture which is here, um, kind of like fashion as well. And it's been sort of like coming in through the eight like the years. So it started off with, like the hippie movement. Like a lot of the things were brought back from India with that, um, including like nose piercings and like, um, like tie dye. Um, but now it's just there's so many things that I'm like, oh, that's that's definitely Indian. <laughs>
1: that's that's mine. We kind of got a we kind of <laughs> got dibs on that, guys. That's cool, but uh, not quite. Um, are there like you said, like there are body types that are more kind of probably like an unspoken like some body types are more ideal. Are there rules for what's to be worn, when, how something can't be worn, and then um are there ways that things are fit to a certain occasion or for like you mentioned for weddings and whatnot, are there are there rules for what's a can like can go and don't go?
0: Um yes and no um the body type thing isn't like a rule thing it's kind of like it's kind of like here like you could wear whatever you want to wear as long as you're confident to wear it i guess Hmm. um but like i said there are many different garments there a lot of like indian clothes have like um, almost kind of like beading work on it um and they're usually done like hand embroidered like hand beaded very intricate patterns like clothings could like weigh like 10 pounds of just like clothing just like things um so usually for like the fancier the like the occasions the heavier the beating
1: the more uh, more embellishments and everything too
0: more embellishments so those are usually like they have like either like really like um fancy like saris um like i know like they have a lot of like raw silk um saris and those are regarded more of like the fancier like occasions mm-hmm. um or they have this outfit, which is called a linga, which is basically, it's a skirt and then like a top, um, and then it has like a scarf, but it's almost like a ball gown,
1: wow. but it's
0: just two pieces. So but like they, a,
1: that's yeah. going to be pretty heavy then too, also just because mm-hmm. of how it's made.
0: Yeah. So, and really like intricate like patterns. So those are usually like more like fancy parties as well.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you've posted a few pictures online of like yourselves at different occasions, um, are, and then the, how you said with different events and different occasions, you know, some of them are going to be if they're hand-done, if they're hand-embroidered, um, have, have you or anyone in your family or is it maybe like a more wider regarded um, – do these basically become like heirlooms? Like can you hold on to say like a wedding dress from that was your great-grandmother or do you hold on to things or are they, are they treated the same way as other clothing or other occasional garments might be also?
0: Um, you can. It's kind of like, it's hard because like in every fashion, fashion changes. So then it's like styles change. And so something you could have had, it just doesn't work anymore. Um, or they come back. So a lot of like the things that my mom had in like the 70s, which she still has, um, are coming back. But it's also like harder because like there are Indian clothes shops in Chicago. There's a lot of them, actually, um, especially in, like, Rogers Park, Devon Avenue area. But most of our clothes we get, like, when we go to India. So it's not like we can have that many because it's not like, like, it's just like we get one new one maybe. But we have some heirloom ones, but it's really hard to, like, maintain them, too, because they do kind of, like,
1: the material yeah, like, might it might like flange or deteriorate or anything. Yeah, especially
0: that. like the beading and stuff
1: wow. gets a little okay. really cold. Wow, that's and it's that's so I I never would have thought because I mean even for like you know growing up a Catholic, um, I still have my little suit from when I made my first communion. I think I was probably five six years old. However however old you are at your first communion, um, I still have that. Um, I think I probably wore like just a nice outfit at confirmation and uh that's about it <laughs> and to th- to know that and you know there might be other religions some of them might be more orthodox and others are more more relaxed than others where you know just a charcoal suit or a certain dress or a color but that you you your culture it follows trends like it adapts it, if that's accurate to say, we're like you—you you take what is already meaningful to the religion to the religion and to the faith, and you actually adapt it to what's a trend. Yeah, like that's, styles. That's like, pretty wild.
0: Mhm. Like they like are like drastically changing. I mean, India's. I mean, a lot of Indians' fashion is both inspired by like Bollywood movies, which is like, um, or like, yeah. So it's kind of weird because. You could have something completely, like, you're like, what is that? So one year, they had, like, mermaid, you know, like the mermaid dress cuts. And so Indian dresses are already very hard to walk in, but then you also make them very super tight and then flare out on the bottom. So then sure. a trend didn't last very long. But it was a trend. It happened. Did you, so. ha- did
1: you have to, or should I say, get to wear one?
0: No. Oh. I... uh did not
1: like that and or like I said chunky monkey so I was, well I was I don't want to sound real, rude but it was almost like is that a bullet that you dodged if that's a you know a polite way to say it where <laughs>
0: definitely
1: that's that's incredible so um I guess I would say then have you had any personal outfits that you enjoy the most or are there any occasions that you kind of enjoy the most or where you can use your imagination to kind of design it or build it yourself or if that's an option or you just kind of buy the garments yourself
0: yeah, actually, um, I do have some outfits that, like, I kind of, when my mom, like, went to India, I was like, this is what I want. So, she, in India, it, you are, there's a lot of places where you can go and have them, like, custom make it, tailor make it. Um, so, I do have some custom pieces, which I'm very, very fond of. Um, usually, like, we use those, like I said, for, like, weddings. Cause otherwise, you, like, here, there's not that many other places where you could wear, like, Indian clothes, Um So it's usually, like, weddings or Diwali, um, which is the, like, Indian Hindu uh, New Year's and Christmas kind of thing. So that's usually, like, in the fall. So that's, like, another one where you, like, dress up pretty, like, elegantly.
1: Wow, that's so cool. Huh. I learned quite a bit. So cool. So are there any – I mean, everything is – like, for those uh, we're at the time of our recording right now we're still on lockdown. Are there any occasions or festivities that might have been on the radar anyways that folks might have been getting swanked up for or is it just kind of is it like a you know time of the year is it like however folks uh, observe?
0: Nothing um, well, thing too major I know like a lot of like weddings like this year got postponed so we're kind of scared being like well we have the outfits what are the trends going to be next year are they going to stay the same can we use these outfits um and then like right now is um like the Muslim faith is practicing Ramadan so I know like is coming up and so that's kind of like the end of Ramadan so then they'll be using a lot of like clothes for that as well Mm -hmm. um I think our biggest festival that we just missed or we missed because of quarantine is um it's one called holy um which is like kind of like the significance of like spring so that's like the festival where they throw like the powder color hmm. um you don't really dress up for that that's you pretty much to wear white because it's gonna get dirty huh. but it was okay. just like uh like one of our like significant
1: things that we missed gotcha well very very cool uh super interesting i learned a, a lot and i'm I'm not, I'm not surprised that I learned a bit, but I'm surprised at what I learned. Like, that's so cool. Like, like a style and trend and the times like impacting a faith and how, what you were, but that's super cool. And, uh, and who knows, maybe if, uh, if one day, if any of your occasions, you want to, I get to that point, if you want to have a custom suit made for yourself or, you know, or for whomever, for whatever occasion, uh, you'll have the hookup. Maybe we can find some fabrics that would be very, you know, very becoming and very, very savory. Who knows? Um, we'll probably start winding this guy down. Do you have any, I guess, styles that you happen to like yourself or any, you know, st- you know, fashion houses or styling houses that you happen to like yourself, what your favorite might be.
0: Um, I don't, I mean, I do, but I don't, um, inspired okay. by like my Indian culture. I'm kind of like, which is a more like modest kind of fashion. So I guess I, myself, I dress a little bit more modestly, Okay. Uh, But then, like, just because of what I do for work, I'm so used to just wearing, like, business casual, like, I don't – going to events and stuff. Um, I do try, like, mimicking or, like, working up to owning, like, the Chanel, like, fashion, like, where it's sleek and, like, modern but, like, timeless at the same time. Sure,
1: yeah. I mean, even for, like, myself, like, when I first started thinking about clothing, I thought, okay, well – I want to have something that's, um, you know, uh, a classic fit, which I've actually, I've thrown away from classic fit stuff for more slimmer, but classic with a vintage flair. So if you've seen me with, like, what you have, like separates or a suit, I'll I'll pop out my pocket square just a little bit more like the, you know, the, the gents might have done in the 30s just for a little bit more panache, a, a little bit more jazzed up. But uh, no, when you have, like, the Chanel's or um, Diors of the, you know, the 1930s and 40s, Um, there's quite a lot of flair there. And even though it can be quite clean and, you know, slick, even for that time period, pretty cool. Well, Henna, thank you so much for all of your time. Uh, Thank you for spending this time with me. And uh, we were hoping to do this for quite some time, and I'm glad we finally got you on. It wasn't too bad, right?
0: Yeah, it was tons of fun. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yay.
1: Well, uh, hopefully, uh, I owe you dinner, and uh, hopefully, it'll be sooner rather than later. And hopefully, wherever we go, they uh, they won't be shuttered. It's terrible, but it's we live in strange times, my wonderful. My yeah, wonderful support
0: lady. local, you guys.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, do uh, do curbside pickup and wash your hands and uh, tip a little bit extra than you might normally do. Well, folks, this was uh, Miss Hannah Kamani, the wonderful Hannah Kamani. Um, for Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD, talking career and uh, a little bit more of the faith-based style. And until next time, remember to stay styled and stay true to you. Take care.